Hey guys, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 10. It's uh, almost 11 at night and I've uh, been doing a lot of work today, but I figured, eh, before I go to bed, I'm going to get another episode in. Excuse the uh, echo in here. I'm trying to uh, rearrange the furniture a bit because I'm actually building a studio and that's what is going on here and why everything's kind of like not the way it should be. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, going to be making that uh, happen in the very near future. So anyway, be that as it may, let's just dive into the content and uh, that way, you know, I can go to bed. So it'd be great. So we have uh, how do ESTPs compare to ESFPs? And this is episode two of season 10. A lot of people sometimes have a difficult time deciding whether or not they're ESTPs or if they're ESFPs, right? So that can be, you know, some of the challenges uh, that they have, and uh, we're going to be uh, shedding some light on that uh, specifically. So let's take a look at that. Um, the, both of them have SE Hero, although ESTPs have TI Parent uh, for Logic, uh, and then FE Child, and then both of them have NI Inferior, both of them have SI Nemesis, uh, except the uh, ESTP has TE Critic, and FI Trickster, and both of them have NE Demon. Looking at the ESFP on this side, again, SC Hero, but the parent child is FI and TE, and then the uh, critic is FE and TI. Why is that relevant? Well, because FI is about morals, and uh, TE is about rationale. So ESFPs are very, uh, they're moral people. They're very focused on how they feel. They're, it's about their principles, it's about their beliefs, because Experted Thinking Child is all about belief. Belief is everything, right? So beliefs. Um, whereas uh, ESTPs are kind of actually very critical about beliefs or belief systems, right? And because of, uh, because of that, it inhibits them from potentially adopting belief systems as easily as potentially ESFPs would, right? So they're very critical towards data, statistics, research, etc. And oftentimes can be hypocritical because they'll just criticize something and be like, no, that's not, that, there's no way that's true, there's no, there's no way that's real, etc., without actually verifying it themselves, which can be an issue with the critic function. Uh, however, they're being wise with their critic function, they will actually spend time to do the research and verify and then come realize that, yeah, that's a thing. So, you know, no problem on that. Uh, so moving on, uh, but both of them, the both of them have SE Hero. SE Hero is uh, all about living in the moment. SE Hero is all about uh, giving others a good experience, right? And uh, giving other people sensations, um, being really showy. Uh, it's about uh, manipulating the physical environment uh, as much as, uh, as one is being able to do and be able to see like reality around them and perceive reality and, and the patterns of reality itself, right? Whereas me, I'm extrovert intuition uh, hero, which means I can see the pattern of the metaphysical realm. It's not necessarily uh, reality, right? It's completely different. So just be aware of that. There's differences between uh, metaphysics and physics and both these two types are masters of physics. They could take a hammer to a nail. They could potentially, if they apply themselves, figure out anything that has to do anything with, with physics or uh, taking apart a car, operating some tools or machinery, etc. Seeing how a hillside could be adjusted uh, with an excavator or uh, going beyond that with a, um, 
with landscaping and you know an approach to landscaping it, it, it's really expert sensing gives them the ability to apply that creative force that they have with their ni inferior they know what they want they know how to shape right expert sensing here is all about shaping things and shaping reality and bending reality to its will and why is that well that's because extroverted sensing hero is attached to NI inferior. NI inferior, while it knows what it wants to do, sometimes it gets afraid about what it wants to do. And it's afraid of wanting the wrong thing. So that's why both these types have to spend so much time focusing on what everyone else is doing, focusing on reality, right? Focusing on what everyone else wants to do. And, or, or wait a minute, what everyone else is doing not wants to do, but is doing, right? Wants to do means it hasn't happened yet. It's still technically possible. It's, it's vaporware, as both these two types would actually say, because it's not real. But if someone's already doing it, or if someone's already done it, extroverted sensing is what they are using to perceive into those people, other people's memories. That's literally what that is. That's what expert sensing does. It's a human being's ability to look into the minds and the memories, the long-term memories of other human beings and then collect those memories together so that they know what they want to do, so that they know which path to go forward. The problem is, what makes these types very similar is that they can get stuck in analysis paralysis. Like, that's a serious problem. Analysis paralysis, why? Because they're so busy focusing on trying to gather as much information before they make a decision, etc. And because of that, that can cause a problem, right? So uh, anyway, just, just be aware of that. Uh, and this, that's typically an issue that both these types have because they just don't know what they want and they end up getting stuck in a rut, which can lead to failure to launch syndrome. And typically people who are not uh, you know, aware of which of these types that they are, they exhibit similar symptoms. They exhibit similar behaviors in that regard. It's just like, okay, I need to find out what other people are doing so that I know what I want. The thing is that they just don't know what they want. And then they, they're like, I need a choice, need choices, need choices, need choices. But then sometimes they make a choice, but then they feel locked into that choice that they made. And it's like, well, I need more freedom of choice. So they have to assert themselves having freedom of choice after, making, after they made that previous choice before, which ends up creating this endless cycle of just choices. And they just don't know what to do. This is what causes SE heroes to end up potentially changing their major a whole bunch. It's even worse with ESFPs than it is with ESTPs because ESTPs, they usually can just pick a major and finish it because they have their INFJ subconscious and the INFJ subconscious is very chart the course. It's very finisher oriented. But while the INTJ is all about finishing, the ESFP is a starter ego and it has a hard time starting uh, or finishing what it starts. And because of that complexity, it could cause ESFPs to get even more stuck in that rut than their ESTP counterparts. But then again, you know, you end up having jack of all trades, masters of none, right? Well, that's not necessarily true with the ESFP. If the ESFP is doing a whole bunch of things in parallel, the ESFP actually with its INTCH subconscious can actually master all of those things, which is excellent. It's actually pretty fantastic that it has that ability to do, right? Uh, and that's why, you know, ESFPs, although they have this reputation of being considered one of the more dumber of all the types, which is not true, they actually have the ability to become one of the most brilliant of all the types. All they have to do is make sure they read and do their research because TE child, especially with ESFPs and ENFPs, benefit more from reading than any of all the other types.
and they are able to collect all these reference points, all these research points, and then they end up able to master skill after skill after skill after skill after skill after skill, as long as they are keep using that skill over time. Otherwise, they're just going to lose that skill, but as long as they're using that skill, they will reach mastery. The problem is, is that what ESFP reaches mastery because they're a starter type. Are they really going to finish using that skill before moving on to the next one? See, it's only the ESFPs that are really, really, really de dedicated in what they do are the ones who end up becoming the most successful, right? Those are the ones who become the most successful, and that's one of the challenges that they end up having. So comparing the two of them, SE versus NI. Now, what's the, uh, for their hero and their inferior function? Fair enough. But what about that parent and that child? Very different. Very, very different. TI parent can be very harsh. TI parent knows what it thinks. It's very responsible for what it thinks. It's very responsible with its logic, right? Whereas, you know, uh, ESFPs, it's all about how they feel. It's all about their morals and their moral principles and the directions that mo their morals are taking them, right? So uh, they live their life by these principles, these standards. Oftentimes, sometimes even ESFPs, because they're FI parent, they run the risk of just feeling like they're better than other people. And this is why FI users, especially FI parents and heroes, are often regarded as very selfish human beings. But conversely, TI parent and TI hero, like ESTPs, for example, and my type, the ENTP, are often seen as the most arrogant of the types. So you have the most selfish and you have the most arrogant and that ends up causing some additional issues for both these two types. Um, and uh, arrogance, especially on, on the side of the ESTP, like if you don't know the difference between the two and you're trying to figure out, okay, which of these two types that I am, think about that. Arrogance and being conceited or selfish. If you're being accused of being selfish, chances are you're an ESFP. If you're being accused of being arrogant and conceited, chances are you're the ESTP, right? So that's the difference, okay? Another, another good point to do it. The way that the ESTP uses SE Hero because, um, you know, they have their, their INFJ subconscious. Their INFJ subconscious is the sage on the mountain. It's all about gathering and utilizing wisdom, right? Wisdom is the key. Wisdom is everything to the ESTP. And if the ESTP can confer wisdom upon others, they can strengthen others. Because an ESTP, more so than any of the other types, can sense weakness. They can sense weakness and then they want to come in and repair that weakness and actually strengthen that weakness and turn that weakness into a strength in their fellow human beings. And that's what they do with their INFJ, their, um, their INFJ subconscious when it's fully developed. And then they end up having their own set of disciples, basically, because Jesus was an INFJ. It's no different for ESTPs. ESTPs end up taking on a wolf pack, their, their posse, their gang, their, their, uh, their disciples, basically, because those people are gaining the benefit of that wisdom and that knowledge that has been made available to the ESTP. And it goes even further than that. The ESTP does this because they care about other people. If an ESTP is calling you out for being weak, you probably should listen to them. Why? Because guess what? If they see that you're weak, chances are you are. They just want to strengthen you. Listen to them. And they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. ESTPs are actually pretty kind. Yeah, they're brash. Yeah, they're harsh. Yeah, they're going to criticize you to your face and not really care how you feel about it. But it's always for your benefit, right? Or they're just being an arrogant ass, 
you know, because arrogant and conceited, right? You know what I mean? But the point is, ESTPs approach it that way. It's usually, almost always, from the point of making other people stronger because they can sense weakness. You know, why do you think ESTPs, when they're bullying people and punching people, and then they're like, why did you do that? Oh, I'm just trying to make them stronger. I don't want them to be so weak, right? That's a very ESTP point of view, right? Consistently, of course, it's an immature ESTP point of view, let's be honest, but the point is that's why they do it, right? And they end up feeling guilty that people around them are so weak because they're like, well, I'm strong. I need to be making that person strong. And then they take it on as their responsibility. They literally feel responsible for it. The problem is, is that, well, I'm responsible and then it doesn't happen, they feel guilty and then it just causes them to want to do it more so. And if they're immature, then that can lead to abuse, which is a serious issue, not recommended. Over here on the ESFP side, we have FI Parent for their morals and TE Child. TE Child is all about what other people are thinking. Because of that, FI Parent and TE Child, it can, it's all about the belief system. It's all about belief. And in the same way that ENFPs have this problem, you know, where it's in the absence of explanation, in the absence of uh, communication, perceptions become reality. I have known ESFPs to actually be really manipulative, SFPs in general, as well as NFPs, those four types to be really manipulative and change the narrative around just so that, you know, I, we just need you to think this certain way. We need you to think the certain way. That way, you know, I can handle this over here. What does that mean? Because ESFPs don't actually have to be good at something. As long as you think that they're good, they're cool because it's more important to the ESFP that you think highly of them, that you think they're competent, than them actually being competent. Ah, unless they are a mature ESFP and they're accessing their INTJ subconscious through their NI inferior, a little bit different. Because instead, then they'll actually seek competency because INTJ subconscious is all about competency. And I've, I've met some ESFPs recently who are absolutely brilliant. Shout out to Perry Ani, because Perry Ani, in my opinion, is literally the INTJ subconscious developed extraordinaire who has proven to me time and time again that he is absolutely brilliant and he is absolutely competent. I'm sure there's been a lot of people in his life who have consistently given him crap over and over and over again, calling to question his competence or his intelligence. But I'm here to tell you, there's no way. He's developed his INTJ subconscious. He is 100% competent, so much so that I would trust him. I'd even hire him. That's how much I would recommend him. And I'm very thankful that he's a member of the audience to provide that example for fellow ESFPs on a regular basis. So thank you, Periani, for being part of the audience. Shout out to you and thank you for all of your hard work. It's definitely not lost on someone like me or those that really respect uh, knowledge and truth uh, and uh, uh, all the effort that you put into it. So anyway, be that as it may. So how do you get in your subconscious? Remember, it's all about the inferior function. It's all about what they want. And then when the ESFP actually does know what they want and they make a decision, they do it. Now, sometimes if they just get so focused on one thing, it tires out their, uh, their NI inferior and they have a hard time. But if they're able to aspire and they know for sure it's what they want and they don't have that fear of failure anymore. See, that's the issue. NI inferior, especially with the ESTP, is all about fear of failure, which causes them to potentially be abusive when they're strengthening other people right? Well, if they're not so afraid anymore, they actually know what they want, 
and they're able to gain wisdom. Why? How do they gain wisdom? Well, how does the, how does the ESFB gain con competency? It's all about failure. These two types need to fail. In the same way my type and the ENFP, the ENPs need to learn failure, these two types, NI inferior and SI inferior, is the same thing. Our types need to be okay with failing and actually get to the point where we actually seek failure because through failure, we gain wisdom, which is what the ESTP needs, and then we gain competency, which is what the ESFP needs. It's all about wisdom and competency as a result of failing because if you fail many, many, many times, the gift of failure is learning from your mistakes, right? And you can't gain competency, you can't gain wisdom until you have learned from your mistakes, okay? It's very, very crucial. I have an ESTP friend of mine, he's actually a, he's a very religious fellow, but he values wisdom. I know he values wisdom, he's constant, I, we constantly talk about uh, his religion all the time, we'll even debate about it, I'll give him crap about it sometimes. Sometimes I feel bad that I do it, sometimes I don't. But the point is, is that, and, and I'm sure he does the same from his point of view for me. I mean, it's all good with bros, right? But when he when he really gets on uh, that wisdom kick and he's really making, you know, because he's, he's done some huge improvements in my life, let's be honest. I'm doing this YouTube channel because of this ESDP because he's like, hey, it's unwise for you not to be doing this YouTube channel. It's unwise for you not to be letting this content go all the waste. Hey, you need to read this book. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do a podcast. You need to do this. You should do this. You should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Thank God for him because of his SE hero telling me, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Why aren't you doing this? Wake up, bro. You know, it's wise. It is wise for you to be doing these things. Hello. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, man. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I, I gotta do it. So I'm going to, you know, and then I did. And then here I am. And then like, I'm totally filming myself in a super ugly place right now as a result of his influence. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's the point. He improved me. He told me what he should do, he told me what he thought about it. He did it because he actually cares about me and he actually wants to give me that good experience and he wants my audience to have a good experience and he shared his wisdom with me from a sage in the mountain, IFJ subconscious, and I am forever improved. That's the point. So when the ESTP reaches mastery, it's all about improving other people. It's all about sharing, conferring that wisdom upon others to make them stronger human beings. When the ESFP is going to other people, they're performing and they're trying to show other people and prove to other people that they're competent. And when they actually reach competency, they're able to seriously um, complete and achieve amazing achievements. And it's proof. They, they wear it like a badge of honor. And it is a badge of honor because of their amazing ingenious feats, feats of ingenuity. And that's what they're able to, to uh, do with their INTJ subconscious when they are no longer afraid of failure, when they're willing to take the risk. And even if they fail, they're thankful that they failed because they're gaining the benefits of failure, which is learning from their mistakes, which gives the wisdom and the competency to be better and develop their subconscious further. And then they're happy human beings. Sounds fantastic. Instead of being stuck in analysis paralysis rut, which leads to failure to launch syndrome, where their introverted intuition is like, well, I don't know what I want. And uh, you know, I'm just going to find out what other people are doing. And they keep having experiences over and over and over and relationships over and over and over. I mean, that's no different with ESTPs, right? I don't know what kind of woman I want. I don't know what kind of man I, don't, I want. So I'm just going to keep having man after man after man after man, woman after woman after woman after woman until I finally find what I want. 
and then come to realize eight or nine women ago, that was like the ideal person, then go back to them. But that could have been like 10 years ago. You see what I'm saying? That's a serious problem. Thank God SJs exist for both these types because those SJs are waiting very, very patiently for those ESTPs to finally figure it out. It's funny how that works. Real funny how that works. Guys, don't take advantage of that. Like seriously, don't take advantage of SJs like that. It's like seriously disrespectful and they're super mega loyal to you. And if you give them a good experience, they're gonna stay loyal to you. So use your SE hero properly, give them good positive sensations, make them stronger, they'll enjoy the experience, and then they're loyal to you. That way you don't have to worry about it. That way you don't have to be afraid of wanting the wrong thing. It's like super annoying, stop doing that. Like please, stop doing that. ESFPs, very similar approach, very similar approach, although it's not as bad as the ESTPs. Why? Because the ESTPs need to be valued by others, so they're seeking that validation, that validation seeking, and seeking of having in those shared experiences, especially shared sexual experiences with other people of the opposite sex consistently, which can lead to the vice of nymphomania. However, if they're very wisdom-focused, they can have chastity, and they can be very chaste, and very uh, respectful and loyal to that one person, that one special someone for them indefinitely, and they're good to go. ESFPs, somewhat similar, except they don't have the, the need for validation. They just need others to think highly of them. To, 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 they need others to know that they are competent. Competency is everything to the ESFP. It means everything to them. So just remember that and how important that is. So that's how their egos and their subconscious are kind of different. Let's talk about the shadow. Both of them worry about their past. Both of them worry that they don't have enough experience. And because they're worried that they don't have enough experience, that they, then they're like, okay, well, am I worthy to take on this task? Am I good enough to have this relationship? Am I smart enough to handle this situation? Am I competent enough? Am I wise enough, for example, because I, I lack experiences, and they end up believing incorrectly that because they lack experience, then they shouldn't initiate this relationship, that they shouldn't do this job venture, because they, then they shouldn't you know, do this, because then now, because I don't have experience, my chances for failure are even higher, right? And then they end up getting stuck even more in that analysis paralysis. Guys, I'm telling you, if you have SE Hero, stop worrying about your past. Stop worrying as to whether or not you have enough experience. Just do it. Be okay with failure. You need to fail anyway. You'll never be able to develop your NI inferior unless you fail more. So get over your worries. Stop being worried about your past. Stop being worried about the kind of whether or not you have enough experience, you know? And then go beyond ESTPs have TE critic. This is different from ESFPs. They have FE critic. ESFPs don't want to be guilted because they are so responsible with how they feel and responsible with their moral principles. They consider themselves such a moral person that when someone comes along and be like, hey, you're not a very moral person, they instantly believe they're being manipulated. Or they'll try to be like, okay, well, is that guy, is that guy saying about me, is that actually true? Is it true that I'm being a bad person? No, it's not. So he's obviously manipulating me right now, right? It's a little different with ESTPs, TE critic, it's like, oh, that guy's trying to sell me something. He's trying to show me this data and all this, this numerical reason as to why I need to make this purchase or why I need to do this. Okay, yeah, that's crap. Yeah, he's definitely manipulating me. Or they'll be, they'll be criticizing him like, okay, wait a minute, he thinks this about me? 
wait a minute, is this actually true? Check with TI Parent, is this true about me? Yes it is, oh, my bad, I'll take full responsibility for that and I'll immediately change. And ESTPs do immediately change because they care about living in truth because TI Parent requires them to live in a way towards true false. It's everything to them. It is absolutely critical to them. Don't forget that. So remember, FE Critic criticizes the value systems of other people because they're already responsible with their own value system. TE Critic criticizes the thoughts of other people to the point where even ESTPs actually believe other people are just stupid in general, whereas FE Critic kind of believes that people are just kind of bad in general for the most part, right? because they're very responsible with what they think and because they're super responsible with what they think with their TI parent, well, other people are obviously irresponsible with what they think, so why should I listen to them? Their statistics are, pro what if it's a misleading graph? What if it's a misleading bar graph? What if that scatter plot is misleading? What if those statistics are misleading? What if those, uh, those statistics have been botched or they're being used to manipulate me, etc.? That would be an issue, right? So that's what T Critic does. And then FI Trickster, this is a lack of morals. ESTPs just don't have moral principles. Stop asking ESTPs how they feel. They don't know how they feel. They don't care how they feel. They just care about what's true, where it's the opposite for ESFPs. ESFPs, their tricks are just, they're unaware of what they think. They cannot finish a logical thought. This is why oftentimes ESFPs have the reputation of being thoughtless, right? but they, how they think is actually based on their child, their TE, and how their moral principles. They think in terms of what's good or bad, whereas the ESTPs think in terms of what is true or false. So this is true-false land, this is good-bad land. Good-bad land being the ESFP. So they see everything through the world in this good-bad filter and what is valuable, right? So what's valuable, because they have to know the numbers, the child, and just imagine they have a scale inside them, and it's like, okay, where you put more weights, where it has more value, we'll change the scale. And that, oh, this is a good thing, this is a bad thing, etc. And that's how they make decisions. Whereas ESTPs is different. It's like, well, if this, then this, if this, then that, if this, then that, if this, then this. Logic. And that's true false awareness. They're making those decisions. Don't ask ESTPs how they feel because ESTPs are going to come to you and be like, well, hey, how do you feel about this idea that I have? Versus ESFPs are going to be like, hey, uh, what do you think about this standard? What do you think about this formula? What do you think about this rule I've come up with, right? It's a little bit different because the rule is very TE, it's like, or it's a standard, a moral principle. What do you think about this principle? What do you think of the standard with TE child, FI parent? Whereas TI trickster, don't ask an ESFP what you think. Don't just say, well, what do you think about it? They just want to hear your thoughts. They don't care about their thoughts. Their thoughts don't mean anything because to them, belief is everything because to them, the trickster, TI trickster, anything can be true. Anything could be false. Whereas to the ESTP, FI trickster is anything could be good. Anything can be bad. That's literally the point. And I'm also the same way because I have FI trickster myself. Now, both of them have the same demon function. And the demon function is absolutely pretty nuts. This is a very scary one, especially for me, because extrovert intuition demon for metaphysics means that their demons exist to screw over everyone else's future. Because to them, the metaphysics, the voodoo, the vaporware out there just doesn't actually exist. It does not exist. All they really care about is their hero, SE, which is reality, which is the now, which is 
the present. The future does not mean anything to them. It's just not real. It is not tangible. It is intangible, so it is vaporware. So I don't care about vaporware. I don't even talk about it. My own ESTP, my own ESTP uh, mentor would constantly go off all the time about how I'm talking about vaporware all the time because, I mean, hello, I'm any hero because I'm an ENTP. You see what I'm saying? So you want to avoid these functions as much as possible because they'll really bite in the butt. Do not activate the expert intuition demon because it will destroy your future. It will absolutely own your future. And how do you do that? Let me tell you. You need to meet the number one need of both these types, and that is you give them a choice. They need freedom of choice. If you take away their freedom of choice, they're going to take away your choice. That's how it works. That's how the demon activates. If you get, if you get rid of their freedom, you're not going to have freedom either. Because from their point of view, if they're free, you're free. If you're free, they better free, be free because that's fair. And if you have a choice, they better get a choice. If, you don't, if they don't get a choice, you definitely don't get a choice. You definitely don't get a future. If I don't have a future, you ain't gonna get one either, right? You're going down with me, bro. And that's basically how they do it. The reason is because they need people who are loyal to them because they're trying to intertwine other people around them and create loyalty systems where people where they've invested in other people and they've given other people good experiences good performances on the side of the ESFP to demonstrate their competency so that those people would want to have them on their team and then the ESTP is trying to strengthen other people and confer wisdom on other people and improve them human beings I've improved you or you may have me on your team because I'm competent that's what I that and then because of that you're loyal to me and then you're around me because you are loyal, and loyalty is everything to these people. Loyalty is everything. And you take that away, well, I mean, that demon's gonna come because it's like, hey, I did all this hard work for you. Why are you taking away my choice? You're just leaving me, you're abandoning me. Why, isn't, why don't I get the choice to whether or not, why, why, is, why do I not get to have any say as to whether or not you're leaving me right now? Well. Well, if that's the case, then, then screw you, and I'm just gonna burn everything to the ground because you know, you're not gonna have a future. And then the uh, ENFP superego activates, and then the ENFP superego works to destroy the reputation of those people who are supposed to be loyal to them, and, uh, and, and, and then create standards and rules that will destroy their freedom. And, and, these, and, and it was like shackling people with, with, with rules and contracts and obligations that will only destroy their future. Or the ENTP will, will, will actually end up attacking the other person's heart. Because the best way to go after your enemy is to attack their heart. And that's exactly what the ENTP is going to do. It will plot and it will go after that person who is supposed to be loyal to them. Go after their heart to the point of where the ESFP would not necessarily attack that person directly, but they'd attack that person's, you know, their loved ones. You see what I'm saying? Or their, you know, and, and go after them in that direction to cause other people to no longer value that person that was supposed to be loyal to them. But if you want to avoid having a confrontation with the demon, what I would recommend is always giving these people a choice. Always give them the choice. If you do not give them the choice, well, out comes the demon. And you might want to watch out for that. So anyway, 
that's basically uh, the ESTP uh, and how it's similar and different uh, to the ESFP. So that is uh, how do ESTPs compare to ESFPs. That is it for Season 10, Episode 2. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast if you would like to support uh, the channel or on podcast, uh, the support links are below. Uh, if you want to uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast, uh, or if you would like to do a PayPal, have at it. We're going to be releasing a Patreon very soon. Don't forget, we have our two live streams every week, how to type and also our Q and a session. We're going to be changing up the schedule a little bit, probably going to be moving some of that to Saturday so that the uh, European uh, audience will have the opportunity to actually watch uh, the Q and a session. We're going to be uh, probably making some changes there for that as well. Also, if you want to get your questions in for Q&A, please join the Discord server. The link is below in the description uh, of this uh, video. And also, we're getting our meetup group handled. Uh, we need a few more organizers for the meetup groups, especially in the Bay Area. If you're willing to volunteer, that would be fantastic, and we'll definitely do that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's basically everything. Just kind of a shorter lecture this evening, which was uh, great because I would like, really like to go to bed now, so that's what I'm going to do. So anyway... Uh, that being said, if I don't see you guys tomorrow, I'll see you on the next live stream. Have a good night.